Hello listeners, this is Lee Price. This is Will Ford from Football365. And you're listening, smartly, to At, At The, the Bridge, Bridge Pod, Pod, a Chelsea, Chelsea FC podcast. podcast, although I would describe it as THE Chelsea FC Podcast. It's time for another episode of At The Bridge Pod, your number one Chelsea FC podcast, Coming up on this episode, Neymar to Chelsea. Oh, here we go again. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of At The Bridge Pod. I'm joined in a virtual room filled with Lions. We've got Ollie, we've got Berth, we've got Chris. Guys, what are you most looking forward to this weekend? I think Chris should start. Because <laughs> what I, we were talking I... about pre-show. Well, Can I just say it. this, Chris. I didn't hear this. What's what's going on? He's Sleeping. looking forward to what you've got for food. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm just looking forward to sleeping. I've I've broke up from work for a week, so just I'm trying to rest because I broke had... up from work once. I said it's not you, it's me. Work. <laughs> 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 oh. When in reality, I was lying. It was work. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's always work. It's the ongoing relationship that we just keep going back to. And we really shouldn't, but we have to, because, you know, if we don't, we haven't got any fucking money to do anything. So, (laughs) yeah. Oh, well, there's... uh... There's, there's not much. What, what about birth? I, we haven't heard what birth's looking forward to this weekend. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've not really got a, a, an exciting weekend. I'm getting my hair cut tomorrow, which is uh, pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, you know well, that's um, nice. It's nice to get a good haircut sometimes. <laughs> it's good. It, it, it sort of refreshes you, know, you, you know makes you feel like a brand new man. As, I, as, as I'm getting old now, I'm getting near my thirties, one year away from my thirtieth. Um, my hair is slightly going a bit. I must admit. I mean, I've got a pretty big you know, uh, recede going on, we'll say. Um, so, you know, a haircut these days is, is sacred. It's it's an important <laughs> life, an important milestone in my life. So I'm really looking forward to that, to be honest. We'll, we'll be keeping track of that. We will. Uh, can you <laughs> tell I'm single, by the way? <laughs> I'll just describe that. <laughs> tell me about telling me you're single. We really can't. Yeah. We really couldn't. Yeah. No, no, not at well, all. I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> just start by saying, well, I'm on a podcast and we talk about my hairline sometimes. <laughs> the hairline <laughs> pod. Uh, for me, no NFL this weekend. Uh, uh, I know. Se- season's over, guys. That's it. But, oh, oh, hello. What's that knocking at the door? It's the postseason. We have the combine. Yay! Yeah, <laughs> we got the combine. We got the draft. There's training camp just round the corner. Oh, it uh, never ends. Uh, here's a, here's a, <laughs> here's is the XFL this weekend with the Rock. So here's here's a little diversion though. On the the Jimmy Kimmel show, you have the mean tweet segment. I'm fucking obsessed with watching them. Still fucking hilarious. Uh, but we're gonna have. Mean tweets at the Bridge Pod edition because on oh, God. on oh here we go yeah we know it's coming Tuesday I I was just scrolling through our timeline looking at my three favorite things football food pictures of Nicolas Cage and we had someone drop a a mention criticizing some of my mine not you three are all right my quotes from the Monday episode I won't read the whole tweet out which kind of defeats the point of mean tweets but the context of them were that they thought my I would well they thought that they were apparently a true character assassination of Graham Potter. Uh, now <laughs> all of us here have different opinions on all topics. That that is kind of the beauty of not only this show but life. 
you know, down the pub, everyone's got a different take, some complete bullshit, mine apparently, and others are more more bullshit. But uh, look, what happened was it got a little personal. I was called boring, which damn, damn. I mean, after reading that, I had to eat two tubs of ice cream that night. It just It just hit me hard. You know, it does. But whilst doing this show, that means I've been called boring, stoned, hyper. Now, look, I'm not the only one on this show. <laughs> boring, stoned and hyper. What, what a natural <laughs> Venn diagram you I, are, Mikey. I am. I am the man to take to any party. What what version are you going to get? Who fucking knows? That's the beauty of it. Look, I'm not the only one on this show who's had a bit of shade cast upon them. I, I'm not going to make it all about me. I mean, we've got a T-shirt that actually epitomizes a certain <laughs> i love that t-shirt i'm wearing it tonight as well but but guys look i'll say this it's it's not what they call you it's about what you answer to exactly i'll leave that for food for thought Ooh, wow yeah. that's interesting yeah. that's uh you know what mikey you're so boring that's a hot take that's a hot take <laughs> right we're gonna hit the news It's that, it's that time of the week, isn't it? We're going to check out the news that you have... Well, you haven't missed any of it because it's not been much. But hey, we'll go with it in the elevator of Chelsea News. Andrea Santos will reapply for his work permit on his return to London as an under-20 South American Championship winner. Malo Gusto was at Chelsea's training ground on Monday for further checks on his ongoing hamstring issue. The Chelsea ownership believe winning the Champions League this season is a realistic goal. Liverpool, City and United are monitoring Mason Mount's contract situation. John Harley has left his role with the Chelsea Academy to become assistant first-team coach at Portsmouth. Rhys James is being prepared for the Chelsea leadership role and is seen as a potential future captain. And finally in the news, Mason Mount got a brand new tattoo this week. Seems seems our man is willing to put ink everywhere, isn't he? Except on that bloody new contract. So, what, what from this week's news grabbed your attention, guys? Um, just to say, by the way, I'm also getting a new tattoo soon as well. So oi, no, oi, nice. everyone's putting yeah. ink down, but not on new yeah. deals. Fuck's sake. Well, you know, I, I should really <laughs> put a new deal down on at the bridge pod. But, you know, you haven't offered me the deal that I wanted. So a few weeks ago, yeah. you were down the uh, training ground seeking a transfer on deadline day. We heard that's just what we heard. Um, I'll be honest. I did drive to uh, London is blue podcast, but, you know, <laughs> I, I don't want to don't go too much into details. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh, oh, look at the cop still there. Um, oh, what about you, Ollie? What did you see in the news? There's a lot of good stuff going on at the moment. Are we going to talk about the Neymar thing? I mean, we can. I mean, here we go again. I mean, it's not going to happen. Get We're not going to get Neymar, are we? We're not. Come on. He's due an injury soon, isn't he? That's very true. It is February. It's strange to see a player come to Chelsea for an injury. <laughs> you know, in terms of just, uh, it, just as I sip him, a coffee, I would have stayed in Lyon. <laughs> oh, it's de- it's definitely new, isn't it? I I did love that. I did love that. One thing I don't know whether Chris will want to take on this, but Mason Mount is a it's an instant clickbait topic. I mean, we can we we can only go based off the noise that we hear on social media and the media outlets. You got three hundred thousand pounds per week was the original quoted figure. We were told. We were told. And this week we're told he he wants to be paid like Sterling and not in Sterling, hilarious, like like Sterling and Rhys James. And you've got Liverpool and the Manchester clubs monitoring the situation. That means nothing. I mean, we can monitor the timer for how long's left till our grub's cooked. It's quite normal to just watch. Oh, what's going on over there? Mm, cool. To me, zero chance our ownership hand him a three hundred thousand pound deal based on this season's performances. 
I, I don't see it happening. I, I mean, don't think it will be 300,000. I really don't. I, I, you know, well, with everything that we've that's seen, the money though that the other two are on ish. No, it's not. Reese James is on is 250. It not? Oh. Oh, okay. So if he's looking I'll for parity with that. if he's looking for parity with James, it, it, it's two fifty. Sterling's on three hundred k. That's the problem. I don't, think isn't any, it? I don't think anyone at the moment even thinks Sterling's worth that. So, I mean, it, I always believe I believe that if unless they handed it him with performance bonuses, which I kind of believe that most contracts should be skewed to because it does sort of reward success. But it, look, if Mount wants to test the market, then go right ahead. I mean, he would probably cost, I don't know, 60 million plus in the market. I, I don't know how it's always you've got the English player tax and uh, we all know because of getting your quota in for the homegrown players. But right, we've got 60 million plus in the market. It's a big investment, which kind of narrows the market down to only the clubs with money to burn. You've got a wage of 300, let's say. No, no one's offering him that. No one's going to make him the top earner at their club based off this year. That salary, I looked into this, would make him the top earner at Arsenal and Newcastle. He'd be the second highest earner at Liverpool and the third at City. It's just not happening. I don't know what you think. Uh, it's not. You are right there. The, the problem that Mount's got in this contract negotiation is he's not playing well. Exactly. And, where, mm. and when you're not playing well, your value drops. And like you said... We all know how good he can be, but our club's going to take a risk and say, oh, well, we'll sign him. We'll pay a relatively large fee. I agree it would be mm. upwards of 60. You'd probably be closer to 80 in today's market. And put him on 300 grand a week. I don't think a top club's going to do that because he's not a £300,000 a week player, especially at the minute. He's in this negotiation like they must be going to the table and he's going I want 300 grand a week and they must just be putting his stats in front of him saying well would you pay that 300 grand a week because I wouldn't it, that's the thing you if he does go oh well I can get this elsewhere it would I would if I'm tired I'm going where oh, yeah that I was going to say you, where? you, you sort of go uh-huh who, who? who? <laughs> you know he would blow the Newcastle budget out of the water I didn't realize that most of their players are on under 150 that's some good of business there. rules. That's good business that them doing that because they've got crazy money, but they um, but they've only come into it really recently. The FFP rules still limit how much they can actually spend, at least mm. for now. In a couple of seasons, we might see something different. But yeah, yeah, I uh, I don't know. The one thing I must say, oh, Berth, did you want to say something? No, I was, I was just saying. I mean, obviously, I love Mason Mel, and I, I don't really want him to go. But it's, it'll be interesting. No, same, to see. same. Obviously, talented player, 300k a week is just ridiculous, whoever you are. Mm. Um, you have to be some player to earn that amount of money, um, which he doesn't deserve at the minute, let's be honest. But um, it will be interesting to see what happens with Yao Felix. I think that's a major factor in all this. I think I think if we do get Yao Felix, uh, or that's looking like we're going to get him, I, I do think Mason Mount may potentially go a lot easier than... Maybe if we can't get Yal Felix, if, mm. if that makes sense, I, I think that's a real big factor in sort of where I think Mount's we will get Yal Felix, but I also oh, think I Mount. Think I think well. Mount will sign the contract. I, I, I think you know if you're going to put it down to his negotiating skills versus Bowley and Egg Barley, who are you going to go for? Right? I mean, I am hundred percent back in the hole if he doesn't sign it for the summer, sell him because it's. I know instant narrative. Well, that's it. The narrative will instantly be, oh, you're being toxic. No, we're being realistic. We had Rudiger and Christensen leave for free. 
That's ridiculous. Yeah. They're mater- irrelevant of what you think of either player or what their form was irrelevant. The fact is they have high value. If they had two, three years left on their deal, I know that's, that's hypothetical, but Rudiger, was he, oh, he, let's take a chance on him. No, he's a top world-class player and he left for nothing. Bad, It's bad business and mm. it did yeah. also so FFP yeah, and is, all yeah. that. But right, one final thing before we hit the review. I, I'm not sure what, uh, what's being smoked down in London, but uh, damn, <laughs> must be some strong shit because if anyone actually looks at this Chelsea side and thinks, yeah, that squad's winning the Champions League this year. I, I don't know where that's come. That came out of nowhere this week. That made me really I, laugh when I first I, saw that. I pulled it, a stitch within our gra- laughing. The, 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 yeah, it's like, it's like, do you know, it's like, you know, uh, uh, just a simple average boring man who's, you know, coming to a lot of new money saying, you know what? I think going out with Angelina Jolie is within my grasp. It's like, well, (laughs) it's in the realm of possibility, I guess, but you know, it's, it's really unlikely. I mean, look at him and look at him and look at it, you know, and it just made, it made me laugh so much because I thought, how, how on earth do they think we're going to win the Champions League? But this year? The thing is, though, with being Chelsea and we've all been experienced this, it wouldn't surprise us one bit if we were to win it. Would it, it would really? be the biggest shock in Champions but, League history. Do you know but, what? But if we, if it, we did it, it again and Spurs were fourth, oh, I mean, be so would it, I mean come on. <laughs> the amount of times we've been sort of down and out and this mm, and that, and a, mm. a manager's gone, and a manager's under scrutiny, and then we've gone to win a cup or a Champions League. It's happened so well, so many times now. But it's that, different now. Is that you know the the new it? ownership and everything? It is different, yeah. Because you know it's it's in the same reason. There's this whole discussion about projects and progress and standards and all the rest of it. It's all about whether we actually you know because we're we're deliberately deciding to kill off the short termism that the club has run on for so long. I don't think we could do it now. Yeah. You say, you the say problem that, is, you say, it's, you say, sorry to interrupt, Chris. You say it's the same, Ali, but you say, like, look at Spurs, for instance. They've changed their manager and so what loads of times. Um, and they're still, and they've never won jobs. anything. They're still bottle jobs, yeah. yeah. But we, we're problem, still always the, be Chelsea. The problem we have with winning the Champions League is we can't win a game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what? Step one is scoring a goal. That is yeah. Do remember <laughs> Portugal won the Euro 2016 without winning a game in 90 minutes in the knockout? So, yeah, I remember and, that. And so Greece, time, Greece won it in 2004, and that like Greece. Greece won yeah. won the Euros in 2004. It's true. Like, it's true. I think when yeah. you're con- when you're you know when you're <laughs> when you're comparing yourself to very unlikely winners of competition, <laughs> yeah, it probably it's, doesn't bode well. Exactly. For you. you know what, lads? You know what, lads? In a week's time, I'll We're date winning the Margot Euros. Robbie. I will date Margot Robbie, <laughs> and then you'll soon see. You know, there's, you'll a, be there's a biscuit bet. I was going to say, all right, well, how many biscuits do you want for that? Oh man, uh, I, I won't bet anything on it. But <laughs> no, I, I wonder why. Right before we review our our midweek game, there is a, a certain family I just want to check in with. There's Thorgan and there's Eden. They've never played for Sweden. The Hazard family. There, there's a it's reason. So I have never good. heard that before in my life. <laughs> it's and so good. That is incredible. What it's, is that? Thank, that that is a segment about the the Hazard family, and that's the reason because on Monday I confidently <laughs> predicted that he, <laughs> that that Thorgan 
would line up against us for Dortmund. Uh, Thorgan is currently on loan at PSV from Dortmund, so there was a, a 0% chance of that happening. But uh, it's just and... as well that we were playing on Wednesday. These are the types of hard-hitting satire that we, we you know, we really try and, we're not and boring. get across on we're our show. Boring. We're not boring. <laughs> well, we're not boring. Tell us we're not boring. To be fair, Mikey, to be fair, Mikey, you didn't say the joke, Ollie did, so you could, you, you know, you know what I mean? Oh, let's so. oh, take, that person been taken down there. Uh, right, we, we, <laughs> Thorgan did get on the field, though, for PSV against Sevilla uh, in the Europa League. Second half, he had one shot, has about it, and a 3-0 loss, so not, not great Thursday for him. But for Do us, you, go on. I was sorry. I was just because uh, we're still talking about the Hazard family. Do, do you, <laughs> you, did you t- quickly want to talk about what Mikel said today? I, I did see this on Reddit. Go on. Yeah, Mikel said that Hazard was the late Eden was the laziest player he's ever played with, and that you know, like he never trained, and <laughs> it, just, it really made me laugh because you know he was so, it was it was a compliment because he was saying, "Look how good he is." That he literally basically never trained. He was so lazy on training every single week and every week he would go and absolutely perform a masterclass on the pitch. It makes you think, doesn't it, about how good he would have been if he just, if he say had Mudrick's sort of drive, you know, like or, or like a Ronaldo level of, of motivation, how good would he have been? It's a fair point. It's a fair point. The, it is. The, talking of Champions League, the Blues, they're still very much in this Champions League round of 16 match after travelling from Germany down by one goal. We will be after the break. Uh, most likely way to break the first leg tie looked to be a counter-attack from either side. That was demonstrated when Karim Adiemi of the home team scored a goal after a Sonic the Hedgehog style run. That that man turned on the afterburners and left everyone in the dust. If, if Joao Felix had been more accurate with his shots, Chelsea would have easily seized the lead by half-time due to their own quickness and creativity on the counter-attack. And he appeared to be in position to score twice, but both times he hit his shot too high. Second hit the crossbar. Oh, we're getting closer, aren't we, to scoring? I feel come the end of March, we might just put the ball in the back of the net. Four goals in our last nine. It's it's not good, is it? Let, let, let's look at that. That's not good. Um, I, th- I think, though, there is actually a lot of positives to take, and I know that sounds ridiculous. Um. But Are you writing Graham terms... Potter's scripts for post-game content? No, look, no. But like, look, it's a lot of positives. But but it actually, there is a lot of positives to take out that game. We were the better team. Both is right. Um, yeah, I'm not we, saying he's not. We were the better team. Look, Yao Felix isn't in the team and wasn't like bought on loan to score goals. He, he wasn't. Um, he's there to create. And what he has been doing recently is creating. He's been getting in those gaps, causing real, real problems for defenders. Um, the problem is not Yao Felix, it's the other players around him. Um, I mean, you've got players like Ziyech, Mudrik, who's still very raw, very young. Um, we've still got Havertz, who's just still very non-existent. Um, you've got Mount coming in, Gallagher coming in, players like that. Uh, Pulisic on the bench, Ziyech, uh, Sterling, sorry, is, is being injured and whatever. All these players, none of them, you can outright say is, Sterling maybe you could, but other than that, all of them, not one of them is prolific, and, and that's a real problem. You got not one of them is prolific. Mm. You got Fafana on the bench, who's a striker. I know he is, and he should probably get more chance. But again, he he's not prolific, you know. So this is a problem. We've not got that clinical side to us. If we did, if we had that clinical side to us, I generally think we'd be a real force. All of a sudden, we were, we're saying just missing this on that. The, um, we're missing that. 
we were saying this in our little group chat that we have. Uh, we were, I, I think I remember I said, we have about six or seven players who can score between five and ten goals a season and none that will score 11 or more. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, exactly interesting that. Exactly. You say about Fafana, I don't know where that came from on social media saying he should have played. He, he's not even in the squad. He's not registered but, in the squad. He can't yeah. play in the Champions League. We we but knew this. We were allowed a set amount, and we've already picked the players. Fafana was not on that list. But like when you talk about in the Prem, like a lot of people have been saying, I should start start over Havertz, and I, I can see why because he's an actual number nine. But mm, he, he's mm. sort of very young lad, and he's not Premier League proven. He, he's not going to score. I'd like to see him start against Southampton this weekend. I, you I'd know, like, like to see him start. I, I think he like should play. Southampton are rock bottom, you know, like it's not like we've got anything to play for. Why not? I mean, Dortmund's keeper, Koble, was incredible. The dude's one of the best signs I've seen for Dortmund in as many per. a season. And, as, as per, as per usual. But then again, do you know what? This is a new thing, actually, about, about goalkeepers that I've been thinking about. Is You know when goalkeepers turn into, you know, prime Manuel Neuer against us all the time? Mm-hmm. Is it just because we just are that bad at shooting? So when we do get yeah. them on target, they just go straight at the keeper? I feel yeah. that's a question for Chris. Well, it, I I think it is because he he was good that keeper, but I don't think he made a save that was actually top class. I thought world, he, yeah. no, his save against Reese James's free kick was very good. Yeah, but was the it problem, though? The, uh, was yeah, it? the problem I had. Oh, right, the problem I have with that Reese James free kick is he knew where he wanted to put it, and he put it where he wanted to, where he wanted to but with absolutely no power at all. But Berth will back me up on this. You see Sunday league players all the time take free kicks like this, where they think, I want to put it in that top corner. I can put it in the top corner, but I can't put it there with accuracy and pace. So they'll actually just float it towards that corner and the keeper just catches it and everyone goes, oh, that was clap. You might, you might be doing a slight disservice to Reese James. We know how hard he can hit the ball. Yeah, but, but he didn't with he that didn't, free kick. He didn't with he didn't that with one. That free kick, yeah. That was the problem. It had no power on it. It, it any, was hardly a cross. Any decent keeper would have made that save. It was the same with the one that he tipped over the bar when James We're hit have it to into agree the to floor. No, I, 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 I personally I'm think it was a good Chris. save. No, I'm sorry, yeah. Chris. On this, I, I think that from that free kick, I'm not saying it's a bad save, but I think if that keeper lets that in or, or it goes in, I think people are saying yeah. that's poor keeping. What the but fuck I is think, a bad save? <laughs> Any save, you, you stop no, the like, ball. No, but like it's a save you should be making if you're a professional. You should be making that save. Mikey, back me up here. I, I, I <laughs> see where you. I, a bad were, save is going to get me going all weekend. Let, 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 let's put it this way, right? That it looked like a really good save because he pushed it away. I think a really good keeper like Courtois, for example, catches it, mm. and then everyone, no one talks about it because it's. it's it's literally just caught it. But to go back to Ollie's original point, I do think the problem we have with our shooting is even when we get it on target, it's always in the middle of the goal. We never force the keepers to go towards the corners. It's it always it, straight it, at It's them. a mix of like not knowing what to do and also panicking in the moment, I think. And they just yeah. people just scuff the ball straight at him. You know, and unfortunately it was the it was the 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 finishing that let us down because you know you could say and there, there, people have got to stick on Twitter for saying this but Potter did coach a win and he coached you know quite a comfortable win if it wasn't for the post and you know like things like that you know we we had a very very good attacking 
display and we were undone by one counter-attack, which is frustrating. You know, Enzo dominated Bendlingham in the midfield, actually, for the most part. Loftus-Cheek looked good. We were really sound and they, solid defensively for that, all of, like, for most of the game. Yeah, but we it's frustrating because we conceded a goal from our own set-piece, a corner. That 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 oh, is God. that is on the manager and for it, allowing Enzo to be the only man back and to it's defend on the, the set corner. Piece coach, yeah, it's on the set piece coach as well. I, I mean, Anthony Barry is that who still does our yeah. set piece? Yeah, right. it's, it's it's tragic. And it's happened a lot. It's, it's, it's happened a lot. Oh, yeah, million. it's tragic. I'm so annoyed about that. Two players minimum in that situation. You know, we kind of we. Uh, that's just how but I why, see it. Why Enzo? If you're going to pick anyone. You know, we know Enzo's not blessed for pace. So it's not on him, you, I don't you, feel. No, it's not at all. No. Right? So you got to pick someone who either has, has got good recovery speed yeah, or someone who's a good defender. Ideally both, you know. So at, the same, at the same time, it's not on Enzo. I do agree because I don't think anyone should be put in that position. But no one was saying that when it was Jorginho. Mm-mm. Everyone was I... saying he can't cover the ground. He's too slow. Um... And blah blah blah. It 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 doesn't make a difference. We we conceded a goal pass against Arsenal when we put Kante in that position. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, Martinelli, yeah. Martinelli yeah. stripped. You cannot leave. Fell. You cannot leave one person on the halfway line to defend a counter attack. Our corners it's are ridiculous. so bad. What would having one less person in the box actually like do? Yeah, you know, that's the thing about again with us talking about needing a striker and stuff because. We need someone who actually has an aerial presence. I don't mean I don't mean Havertz who scores a header like once every six months. I mean you know, I mean someone who's actually got a dangerous presence to head the ball in the box. Because half the time, what happens is at the moment is we we realise that whatever our regular plan of attack is isn't working. The ball goes out wide to someone like Ziyech who crosses the ball in to nobody. Nobody <laughs> yeah. is there, and you yeah. don't have any faith. What what is you know, Sterling or Mount going to get their head on it? No, obviously not. We, we know, need someone we have who has no a focal good... point. We exactly, we, and we need yeah. someone you know who isn't Havertz to to be that what, focal point. What concerns me with our set piece setup, though, that ridiculous notion of only leaving one on the halfway line is when we have a corner, they're more likely to score than we are. Yeah, exactly, you can't be in that situation. I mean, but, yeah, I think I can count four separate times it happened. You know, it happened yeah, against yeah. Arsenal against Man United. It happened last night, and it happened against someone else. If I remember, it needs right. it needs to be addressed. I mean, we looked, we did look better than in previous matches. We, there's no one denying that. We we couldn't finish though, and I know some Brighton fans will tell you that that was their issue under Potter before Deserby came in. But look, we can beat Dortmund at Stamford Bridge, hundred percent. You know, they weren't outstanding. We we were very good. However, we were the better yeah, team. We deserved well, to win. Of course, yeah, I agree. However, we can create all the chances we like, but if we don't score, we won't win. That's you know. I think my, that's that's the problem that we have now, though, isn't it? It's yeah, we might as well just got, pass the ball around the back, and we've got an issue that we can't solve until the summer. Exactly, and I'm not a fan of this narrative that well, we played well, we looked better, we lost. It doesn't matter how well we looked, we lost the game. Bayern no, in 2012. I, I have to disagree with you the, the, on that one. That's Matthew. right. Well, the reason is, look, Bayern in 2012, the final, looked better than Chelsea. They did. No one cares. They lost. Yeah, I understand that, but this isn't a final. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> I know, but it's still a knockout. It, it, yeah. I, I, I understand that, but until the tie is dead, that 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 argument can't be used. You know, like it's so, it, and it is worth saying that in in this season over the past couple of games we have improved and we do look better. Like what you know, like the seventy or so minutes of that absolutely sorry display at West Ham, we looked far better than that, didn't we? 
Yes, no disagreement yeah. there from me. It's right. just and that was actually a worse result because we lost the Dortmund game and we won. Oh, sorry, and then we drew against West Ham. Yeah, I think for me, it's just we need to show this this dull mentality. You know, we need to win a game and do it convincingly. I think we've, someone's just someone's just got to find their shooting boots, man. Anybody. We've got Southampton this weekend, which would be a start. But look, look, this is a Southampton side who are bottom of the table. So if we won five nil, you can't say that's the victory we needed. You know, they just sacked their manager though. Yeah, that's yeah. never great, is it? No. I'm I'm looking at the next three games after that, and you've got Spurs away, Leeds at home, and the Dortmund second leg. Win it's Leicester those... after that. Oh, is it? Sorry, sorry, Leicester. No, no, no it's Le- Leicester after Dortmund. Oh, okay, fair enough. Right, we need to win those three. Nothing less should be expected because if we're we're back on this show reviewing those three games after, say, a draw or a loss, and yet we're saying, hey, we played well though. That 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 kind of feels like, in my view, we're accepting this mediocrity as a new norm. And, no, and, and this is where and this is where I have to disagree. And 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 I'm going to call back to to the the wisest of people on this postcard, Chris. Uh, because oh, cheers, I, Ollie. Thanks. <laughs> your name's also Chris. I could have been talking about you. You um, wasn't talking about me, though, was you? No, I wasn't. And, no. Uh, <laughs> Chris said a little while ago. He said uh, the the thing about lowering and accepting lower standards is only the case if you accept it season on season. And we're still in the first season Uh, you know like we understand this season was going to be difficult and in fact we all recognize that Potter needs time and Potter needs time for his ideas to work and for the team to gel and all the new signings to gel the only thing that's changed in that view like you know because we all still know that's the case the only thing that's changed is the performances have been crap and the results have been awful Mm. You, you know so if you've for me you know it it's not lowering your standards until you, you know, until you're accepting it season on season. So emoji review time. Uh, Chris, is it shrugging shoulders again? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. I honestly think it is, yeah. You, you get it. It's, it's same old, same old, and it we just can't score. And it's, yeah, I mean, we get an unamused face from me. I'm um... I'm gonna go uh, with um, uh, a Carlo Ancelotti esque one raised eyebrow, oh, nice. um, you know, and that emoji, um, because I saw some signs that made me sort of do that in the in in the game yesterday uh, on Wednesday, where I sort of looked at it and went, mm, you know, there's something coming here. There's, you know, I think something's being built. Yeah, I think I'd go for the um, I'd go for the upside upside down smile. Because some parts made me smile. The passive-aggressive one. But also, we lost, and I was really angry after we lost. So, you know... I was, I was very upset. These guys know that after after games, I just get absolutely fucking... I, I get I would, so angry in the group I would chat. love bit us of, to Bit of keyboard a, courage there. I would love us to record a pod straight after a game. Just oh, it'd be oh. carnage. It'd be <laughs> There'd be a lot carnage. of swearing. There'd be a lot of swearing. <laughs> I think I'd, I'd probably lose my career. Oh, <laughs> uh, to to get your career back, Ollie. You 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 threw something into the uh, the Discord for questions. You 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 found one, so I'm I'm gonna let you go and lead with it. Go on. What was the right, what was yeah. the one that uh, stuck out for you? Yeah, it was an interesting question by uh, Giga Ilori. I hope I pronounced your name right. Um, is there a way to assess the success or failure of a project, and what exactly is the sign that the pro- the Potter project is succeeding or failing? A treble every fucking year. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, you look at it that way and it would be a success, wouldn't it? I, I, I think that the key is of, of, of any project, whether you're in football or what, I, I think the key word is time and you have to give a project time. It's not a project if you keep chopping and changing every three, four months and, and that's the fact of anything, really. So I don't think we're going to really know if this is a success or not until... I would say probably next season, but the problem I would say is minimum it, end of next season because yeah, that at least yeah. gives you the idea of a progression, right? Yeah, you, you have to see sort of change. You have to give time. You, you cannot just. It's not a project, like I said. It's not a project if you just give it three, four months or to the but end I, of the season because that's, that's there not is it. also an, another important. You know, if we're using this analogy of 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 projects as we sort of would in the workplace, the other option, the other thing that actually says whether something's a successful project or not is delivery. You know, can yeah, you deliver yeah, what yeah. you say you're going to deliver? And so far, you know, early days, but journey, journey, yeah, jury's out, I think. Definitely, I think yeah, the, yeah. I think the problem with our project, though, is there's no time scale been put on it. Like, there might be internally, but, like, we don't know externally about what we're looking for next season like we, yeah. we can well, all agree they're not going to do that are they they're not going to sure. win no. next trophies by this we can final. all agree that we've wrote this season off so for sure yeah next season surely you're thinking top four is going to be minimum mm. so was... if that's the case then at the end of next season if we haven't got top four then you can start saying well maybe the project is failing I think it's really difficult because you you'll never know whether it's going to be whether a project's an actual success or a failure until it's finished. That's that's the only way you'll for ever sure. know. For sure. Right. It's that time for Lion of the Week. But we're going to check back to our midweek selections. Uh Chris went with Kai. Ollie said Enzo and I chose Mudrick. Yeah, I, 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 right. I just want to say right now, I am never going for Kai Havertz again. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is one chance with me. It, this is his was... one chance and he blew it. You you had you had cojones to go with Kai Havertz and it, it didn't work. That that took it honestly, that took that took some cojones, Chris. It really it did. did. And and unfortunately it has not paid off for you. Ne- ne- next up please, is... please come to me first now. Oh, please hang come on. to me first now. Next up is Southampton. Three PM kickoff in, in, in the UK, a team bottom of the league a team that could do the double over us and they're still bottom of the league. Who are we looking at? Berth. Um, I want to go for Kai Havertz. I think he's Ooh, a oh, good shout. I, I think that's a good you shout. You are a joker. He I, I was think... so good on Wednesday night that I feel that this could be a hat trick from him. Yeah, he I was like good it. for Dortmund. I think you know <laughs> he gets into those spaces when he's got when you give him loads of room to manoeuvre. He uh, he somehow loses the ball. So I think against Southampton, he'll really really come good. And I think do you know, do you know what Kai Havertz does. Uh, and one thing Nothing. that he does better, no, no, the one thing that he does better than anyone else is he makes me miss Olivier Giroud. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, That's what he see, does better than anybody. All I see is tonight, uh, well, Berth probably trying to uh, duck one of these from Chris. You know, it's like good, good for that one. Um, is that a genuine answer, Berth? Is, are you going with Kai? Yeah, you know what? Just to piss Chris off, I'm going to go with wow. Kai Havertz. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I've, wow. Gone, I've gone. Jao Felix, it's the easiest pick of any week on this show for me. If anything, if anyone is going to score, it's going to be that dog. Uh, ironically, with the name of a cat. So he's my pick for the lion of the week. Chris. I'm going to go with. Oh, Ollie. Oh, no, no, we'll go I, yeah, I've, I've got my. I've got my pick. I'm going to go with Reese James. 
nice. I think you nice. know he looked a lot better against Dortmund. He seems he's really getting back up to speed. I think he's do one of his better performances. Defender, against, uh, notice like, that listeners a defender that says it all for this weekend again. <laughs> I don't know, like you know, he he gets forward a lot, and he was getting he does, forward he really does. well against Dortmund. So I I back I back him to have an offensive contribution um, against Southampton. What what about you, Chris? I'm gonna go with. Enzo Fernandez. I'm going to back him to get his first goal. Well, it's okay. it's a big, big shout. It's a big shout. No, no Kai, no Kai Havertz. Havertz but... No, no, he's not. No, he's no Kai Havertz. Uh, I, I'm I'm going to quickly move to the the lone army carousel. Yes. Right, quick catch up. We all know the rules. They're going to have to give an answer in turn. Winners last man standing. I'm not allowed to repeat an answer uh, or get one wrong. There is a tiebreaker. Now, this one, this week, oh, we play the Saints this weekend. So, there's there's your little teaser. Name, Name as many oh. Saints as possible. No. <laughs> oh. Saint Maximin. There you go. <laughs> nice. I like it. Yeah, I'll nice. take it. Right. Name every manager of Southampton since the year 2000. There are, oh, 20, are. There are 27, including caretakers. And for fairness... There are there are two spells where there were a duo of caretakers at the same time. So if you name either one, I'll give you the point for both. And I'm going to go. I'm going to go to Berth. I feel like he he deserves to start this week. I don't even so, know who manages Southampton. Who, who I was about to say I don't know who manages them. Ever. Nobody does. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I tell you what. I, I, I genuinely I'm going to go for it. I, I don't know if I'm getting his name right. I'm going go for Paul Sturrock. Oh. Uh, we'll go to we'll go to Ollie. Uh, okay, I'll go with Nathan Jones because he was just sacked, wasn't he? Yeah, Chris Hassan Hill. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who did Chris say? It's all cut out for me. Then he I said uh, he said Hassan Hoodle. Okay, I'm going for uh, Ronald Koeman. Oh, I forgot about that. Did he? I I remember him managing Everton. He definitely managed him. Southampton. Um. Maurizio Pochettino. Ooh, nice. Uh, is it Nigel Adkins? I'm loving this. Again, it keeps cutting out when Chris says the manager. Nigel so Adkins. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nigel Adkins. Nice. Um, I'm going to go with Harry Redner. Oh, good shout. That was my one. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm trying to think back to the early 2000s, sort of like a middling manager. Uh, Alan Pardew. Wow, I <laughs> I can't believe you remembered that. I genuinely had no memory of that spell. I don't he think a, I've he got did a one. season, didn't he? Yeah, probably. Uh, have I got one? Nope, nope. I'm out. Ooh, I am. Um, I'm going to go for Gordon Strachan. Good shout that. Glenn Hoddle? Oh, that's wow. a good one. That's a fantastic I'm, one. I'm, at this point, I'm literally just I naming think that people is who I can I think, think of. Naming people. That. Yeah, I'm literally just naming people. Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> he, that was my next one. Oh, come on, Berth. Um, right. Oh, Claude Puel. Do you know what? I totally forgot. Uh, do you know what? Oh, I think that oh, I think that's worth it. I, I I can't get anyone else. Um, 
<laughs> I can't think of anyone at all. I, I think I'm out. Oh, Buffs win. I think oh, yes. that's oh, absolutely come on. Yeah. come on. With a, with a, with a Claude Puel. Oh. I'll tell you who you missed out on. Uh, dual caretakers Dave Bassett and Dennis Wise. I like how you made Dave Bassett French then. Sorry, Bassett. Dave Bassett, Bassett. <laughs> Dave Bassett <laughs> and Denise. Uh, Dave Jones, Dean Wilkins, who was a caretaker. No, no jo- idea. George Burley, <laughs> Jan Pordvillet, uh, John Gorman and Jason Dodd, caretakers. Kelvin Davis, caretaker. Mark Hughes. Oh, Mark, Mark Hughes. Yeah. Mark, one, Mark, Mark Watt. Maurizio Pellegrino. Ah, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, Nigel Pearson, Ruben Sellers, <laughs> Nigel who's, who's also going to be in charge this weekend. Steve Wigley and Stuart Gray. Steve well, Wigley. You know what? I'm not unhappy. What? I'm not unhappy with my with my contributions. I feel. I was sorry thinking for... of Steve Wigley, but I couldn't remember his name. I feel well, sorry I just, for I, uh, I, Mark I Hughes. I, I don't I know just, where I... I managed to get Glenn Hoddle from. No, I, want to know that. Where I don't Dave even know when Bissette he managed is them. right now. <laughs> where is Dave Bissett? Hang on, hang on. Well, well, before we leave the show, let's find out where Dave Bissett <laughs> I'm never living that down. De- Dev Bassey. Dave Bassey. <laughs> right, let's find out. Right, Dave Bassey. He's 78. 78, bloody hell. He was last in charge of a club, was Southampton as caretaker. He retired. Did he? Re- I'm guessing he's retired. He, he must. That have. was his last managerial appointment. He, he, he was with the Saints, and he said, "No, nah, I'm out after this." His <laughs> la- any, Everyone here, gets my name wrong. He went <laughs> to Sheffield United in a consultancy role, and then he left after struggling to adapt to it. Apparently, there you go. There you go. What there he does now, go. don't know. It's a I'll blast cl- from the past. I love hearing just random old names Dave of people. Bissette. It just triggers that random nostalgia <laughs> pop in your brain. He goes, oh, yeah, I remember him. Oh. Dave Bissette. Dave Bissette. <laughs> right. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> right, listeners, you you know, we've come to the end of the show. So thank you for listening. Uh, treat yourself well this weekend. Enjoy the Southampton game. We'll be back on Monday to review it. So that till then, that'll be us signing off. You've been listening to At The Bridge Pod, a Chelsea FC podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram by searching for At The Bridge Pod. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, leaving us a review is always appreciated.